The content of this episode should not be confused with treatment advice or direction given from a mental health professional. Nothing contained in this podcast was made or intended to supplement or supersede relations with mental health providers or treatment. While Jeremy Levitt is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a mental health provider in this podcast. The same is considered for any professional that may appear on the show. Their views are solely their own and do not reflect any company or profession they may represent. Welcome to Mind the Gap, where teens have a voice and parents learn to listen to that voice. Here we will talk with teens about their everyday challenges and accomplishments and learn what they are facing daily and what their needs are. As parents, we will learn valuable skills from a licensed marriage and family therapist on how to be aware of the gap in communication and close that gap. Welcome to Mind the Gap. We have a fun episode. It's something a little bit different. We're going to go a little light today and have some fun. First, let's welcome our teens and Jeremy. We have Audrey. Hey, what's up? And Clara. Hey, guys. And we have Luke back with us. Hey. And as always, we're so grateful to have Jeremy. I think we need to create like a nickname for these three. I know. <laughs> the three musketeers. Like we honestly do because we hang out a lot. now. <laughs> Which know. ninja turtle are you? Leonardo. There you go. So she's a leader. Claire is the leader. Uh, that was the orange guy. Hey, she would have to be the leader because she usually drives. The orange guy just cares about pizza. And that he's funny. That was the guy that I wanted to be, the pizza guy. Yeah, Michelangelo. Oh, yeah, Michelangelo. Mm. So we just gave our teenagers the love language quiz because I thought it would be interesting to find out if they even knew what their own love language was. And I'm going to let your parents know as well what your love languages are. You guys can tell them after you took the quiz. Because I think it's really interesting if you know even what your own love language mm-hmm. is, then you can kind of be aware of your surroundings and your relationships as well. So, so important. I'm interested in why you guys probably were like, why are they giving us this stupid quiz? Why do you think love languages are important to understand? I think they're important so like people know that you're loved. And if you want someone to love you, then that's like what you can do more of, you know, like. You could give them little gifts more often if gifts are your love language, stuff like that. Okay. I think it's important because if you don't necessarily have like a certain love language, like for me, mine isn't gifts. Yeah. So like receiving gifts, yeah, that's great. But I'd more rather have like a different way of someone showing that they love me. So I think that could help someone else. Right. In right. that way. For sure. It's good information for the people around you to have, right? What about you, Clara? What do you think? Um, I just kind of think the love languages are like self-explanatory. Like all the things that were on the test, like would you rather receive a gift or would you rather have someone help you in this like act of service? But like those are both, like I just think any person would just be grateful for any of those things. So I think they're kind of just like self-explanatory. Like like, I don't really know how to explain it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So what about the idea? Like, so my, it's been a while since I took it, but generally Receiving gifts is at the top of my list, right? That and physical touch are usually like fighting for number one. And what information, I mean, if my love language is receiving gifts and my wife's last love language, meaning it's not really a love language at all for her, is not receiving gifts or is receiving gifts. That's her least likely to help her feel loved. What good does that information do for me? Don't get her many gifts. Good, right? Like, that's not how she feels loved, right? But I also want you to think about it this way. If 
her number one love language is acts of service. And I'm sitting here feeling all butthurt because she didn't buy me something. But I can remember, you know what her love language is, acts of service, and she made me breakfast this morning. Right? I can see how she's showing me love where maybe I'm not recognizing it. Right? And that's my work to do. It's another way to think about how useful this could be. I love that because I don't think I've ever really thought about it that way. I think I've always thought about being on the receiving end of, mm-hmm. well, this is my love language. And if you acknowledge my love language, then you can show me that I'm loved instead of me knowing that that's my love language. And so for like my kids or my husband, letting them know this is my love language. So when I do this, this means I love you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. That's a a little bit more of a jump as far as like feeling loved, but that's a good work anybody could focus on is recognizing how other people are showing you love, even if that's not necessarily your love language. It's really important. So I would like to go through and maybe kind of break down some of these love languages because these kids all, you guys all three got something different, but they're all really close friends, which is cool. Yeah. So let's start with Clara. What was your love language? The top two, right? Top two or three, depending on how how, how close they are. Okay, so my top was physical touch. And then the next one that was pretty close was quality time. So what does physical touch look like for you? I don't know. Like, I just, every time I'm with my friends, like, when I see them, I, like, give them a hug. And Mm -hmm. then when they leave, I give them a hug. And, I don't know, like, every time I see my dad after work, he gives me a hug. Just kind of stuff like that. She just yeah, she just like was really touchy with all of her friends. Good. Which is weird because I'm not very like touchy with boys though. It's just only like You don't like, love Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or not in that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Touch me and I'd be like, okay, like get away from me. But I don't know, like a close friend. <laughs> it's like it's I don't know. It's nice though. It's platonic love. There's different yeah. types of love. It's yeah, exactly. love. Yeah. And I'm kinda laughing at Claire when yours came up at physical touch because you are such an Anderson. Yeah. The Anderson, sort of I don't know trait. if it's, yeah, I'm, I'm like super curious to find out if that's a heavy genetic trait because every one of her uncles and aunts love to be touched. Walk on my back, crack my toes, <laughs> scratch my head, and it starts with grandpa. Yeah, grandpa, when we were little, he'd have us be like, come here, come scratch my head. And we'd literally have to like yeah. scratch, scratch his head for like the longest time. Think about it, that could be physical touch and access service, yeah. couldn't it? Yeah. And quality time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. So physical touch. Yeah, so physical touch is a is a good one. And I like that you actually got that, Clara, because generally that's stereotypically seen as a male thing, right? Like men love touch. Because when I'm normally doing a love language conversation with somebody, it's usually in the context of a couple, right? So we're, at that point, we're talking about sex, and physical intimacy in that regard. But when we're talking about teenagers and kids in relationships, we have to remember that touch is something that a lot of us crave throughout our entire life. Like touch is so important to us. So important to us in the early childhood, like that skin to skin contact is really important, right? And it releases oxytocin and oxytocin helps. It's it's still one of the love chemicals that helps us feel connected with people. So we can't discount that with our kids I know they're not as communicative about it, but if you'll start paying attention, like how your kids are, even high five is considered a physical touch, right? So look for those cues from your kids that maybe they want more physical touch. And you know what? Pay attention and look for where they pull away too, right? Because sometimes physical touch isn't their love language and they don't care. Yeah. Like on the ride, 
to seminary. My dad's always like rubbing my shoulders, and I hate it. I I just don't enjoy it at all. And I'm like, but, like yeah. now, physical touch was kind of low on my yeah love right. language. I realized too. So a lot of sense. yeah, and I also I've like heard some cool things that like when you like hold hands with someone that you love for 20 seconds, it actually like relieves stress. And then if you're hugging someone for more than 10 seconds, it helps you feel reassurance. It's kind of like mm-hmm. science too, which I think is it cool. Is, yep. Yeah. I remember Colin Karchner when he came to our school, he's like, everyone stand up, hug the person literally to your right, you know? And at first everyone was like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like some people didn't know the person next to them. And then he's like, now do this every day. And everyone at the school was like, why that's so strange but i guess he he really knew what he was talking about yep the physical touch is it releases positive endorphins and positive biochemicals and it does help relieve stress so you heard right you heard right so physical touch can look like lots of different things it look like rubbing the shoulders it could be a hug it could be a kiss it could be scratching a head right that feels good though when someone gets it just right oh man or even like, you know, the hands on the knee type situation, right? Cracking toes. Wait, wait, I that's like a- when people crack my toes. Just, I'm not that kind of an Anderson. It's an Anderson thing. Everyone cracks each other's toes. How do you crack someone's toes? I feel like you I would show you, but you can only hear her voices. Yeah, I think it's just something with our grandpa being a, a doctor, like a foot doctor. He just yeah. like, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but... That's just grandpa for you. So you just bend someone's toes. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm very interested in this. Luke's cracking Audrey's toes right now. <laughs> Does that hurt? No. Yes. Actually, I think, I think you've done this before. I think we've been like sitting in Clara's room and you just started cracking my toes. Probably. <laughs> this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm going to have to dissect this some more later and figure this out. It's literally all of them. And Clara, your mom, I know your mom, when you guys were little, would crack your backs. Yeah. She like picks picks the shoes up like cracks baby, them just, yeah. They just crack it. It's just like that's a thing that the Andersons do. But I'm pretty sure that's his love language is touch. Yeah, like yeah. my dad will pick me up, and every time he like picks me up, he like squeezes me until my back crack. It's weird because yeah. the physical touch on mine wasn't very high, but I don't mind it at all. Like I'll be like watching a movie with my family, and I'll just go and sit by my mom, and I'll be like, "Can you like scratch my back?" And I do it like literally every single day, but it's not like high on my list at all. It's interesting. That's well, I want you to think about it this way, like maybe that tells us that there's no such thing necessarily as like like you still had a response to physical touch. Right? Like even might it might have only been ten percent, but it just wasn't your most important one. Right. Okay, Luke, why don't you share with us what was your top two? So my number one was quality time. And then my second one was acts of service. So, yeah, I guess quality time. It's basically I love just always doing something. I hate just sitting at home doing nothing by myself, basically. Hmm. What was his – you said he did his test earlier when he was younger. What was it? So years ago, I wanted to know what Austin and Luke's love language was because I had just recently mm-hmm. heard about it. I thought, oh, this will be interesting. I want to know what their love languages are. I for sure thought it was going to be – gifts Mm. because when they were little kids every time you get them something they would light up and it would every time we went to the store they wanted something and if i didn't buy it then they would throw tantrums and so anyway i thought for sure it was going to be gifts his luke's and austin's both of their top love languages was was quality time Hmm. and then what was your second one 
My second one was acts of service. Acts of service. And that's the same. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that it hasn't changed, but that really helped me as a mom understand what Luke's and Austin's love language was because I thought all these gifts that I'm trying to buy to not really buy their love, but to appease them really didn't mean that much to them. And so it was then when I started doing like one-on-one time with each of my kids and I realized how important that was going to be to each of them. Yeah. So that's probably why she always asked only one person at a time if they wanted to go grocery shopping. Great idea. It's a great idea. So the thing with quality time is it's so easy to be divided Right, but that's not quality time at all. Quality time is undivided attention on something that person enjoys. Right, so if you enjoy video games and mom were to sit down and play a video game with you for ten minutes, that would be filling your love bucket. If you like shooting a basketball, and dad went out and shot, shot hoops with you for fifteen minutes, that would be filling your bucket up. Right, so quality time—it doesn't even have to be long. To be completely honest, it just needs to be undivided. Yeah, and even I remember Luke was. When did you were eight years old and I took him overseas with me? Yeah. I just knew that Luke, there was a time in his life where he was just like, I knew he needed away time. And so I actually took him to Ireland with Mm -hmm. me. I was supposed to go by myself and I thought this is going to be a really great thing for Luke. He needs some time. And it was just he and I, we went for what? 12 days. Yeah. It was just you and I for 12 solid days. Was it the, the Irish know. crack? I don't know what that meant. <laughs> You're not in the know of the crack. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. <laughs> but yeah, that was really an amazing trip. It, it wasn't cracker. <laughs> what? It's just an Irish term for funny. Oh. Was it funny? That's some good was crack. Was the trip funny? We won't get into it. But it's one of those weird words they say for all kinds of different stuff. Like yeah. aloha. It's, but it's not as deep as that at all. I don't even know if they do it anymore. That was like a 90s thing. No, that just says, that, that is that good crack? Like, is that good fun? Is yeah. that, did you have a great time? Is, oh. that's what we said. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. It was a real crack. We had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but so that quality time, do you remember that? Yeah. I is remember. that something that was important to you? Yeah. Do you remember how you felt? I know it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough ago where you maybe you don't remember how you felt. Do you remember how you felt when you found out you were going by yourself with your mom? Well, I was probably so excited. Well, I'm pretty sure I was. Okay, so let me ask you another question. Okay. So do you remember when your mom took your sister to Hawaii by yourself? Yes. How did you how did you feel? (laughs) We're all mad. (laughs) But you went to Ireland. So? It's different. (laughs) That was the funniest because I literally told Remington, do not tell your siblings you are coming with me. How until the day before like literally like the night before you're flying out, we can tell them. (laughs) I got I got it out of her somehow. Because she was doing her math and she's like I have to do it. And I was like, why do you have to do it? Like, just don't even do it. She's like, well, mom said, I can't even tell you. (laughs) And I was like, tell me, what are you going to Africa? She's like, no, Hawaii. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? And then, and then she was crying because she could do her bath homework. I was like, yeah, well, I'm not helping you now because <laughs> she asked for my help. So the reason I asked that is because maybe that helps you realize like how important that quality time is, right? And here's the other thing. Quality time looks different with everybody. So what does quality time look like with dad compared to mom? Taking us to ice cream, just stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So little excursions here and there. Yeah, or like take us to the cabin, let us go skiing. I like know. stuff like that, yeah. Like I said, it doesn't have to be big. It could be, hey, I need to go fill up with gas. Come with me. We'll grab a soda. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. I love that stuff. 
Yeah, I've also noticed that, like, like when I would hang out with a, a group of friends, like, before all my friends had their licenses and whatnot, one of my friends would always choose to go home with me, and so mm. we would just, like, drive together, and it was just nice, because yeah. like, cause out of the whole group, she was, like, my best friend, you know? And it was just nice that, like, after hanging out, that while we were, like, driving home, I could just talk with my one best friend, you know, on that just short ride home, you know? Yeah, it's good. Sweet. So quality time is, I for Luke and Austin, I haven't done the other kids but i'd be super interested to find out they're old enough they have the kids one now yeah yeah i i want, I want to do the other kids because it was interesting like i said i thought for sure it was going to be gifts and i was a little surprised when it was quality time and that made a huge difference for me as a mom knowing how my kids felt loved mm-hmm. so and I've, I've done that often and i've always try to take my kids just one-on-one time or even if it's just like soren's favorite thing at night is he says okay mom is it time to snuggle Mm-hmm. and watch a movie you know and I say sure he knows his, he has to go brush his teeth and go to the bathroom get his jammies on and then he comes in and we sit on the rocking chair and it, within five minutes he's asleep mm-hmm. and but he just likes that individual time at night so I love that so yeah. he's probably physical touch and quality time yeah pretty close yeah for sure but so the term what we use at my work for what you're explaining here is mirroring you know, as a parent, because kids aren't old enough necessarily to understand, oh, mom's loving me by making me sandwich, right? So as parents, our job is to mirror our child's love language. It just means whatever their love language is, mimic that for them, do that for them so that they can feel loved. And as they get older, you know, Luke's old enough to recognize that when his mom makes him a sandwich, that's showing love, right? But the younger kids, for sure, we want to mirror their love languages. Yeah, I think that's important. I also feel when you're younger, it's like you kind of need all of them. You know what I mean? Like you They're need, all important. You need yeah. like physical touch. Honestly, everyone needs them all, I feel like. Maybe gifts could be on the lower side, like if you really just don't care for that. Mm-hmm. But you still need like. What well, could be different values, right? So like if I grew up one of two spectrums, right? Crazy wealthy or really poor, either one of those could teach me that physical things aren't that important. You know, yeah. things aren't important. Yeah, like for me, I, and the kids all know this, I don't really love getting gifts. It's not a big thing for me. First of all, I don't like being surprised. If I could find out what my gifts are before I opened them, I would prefer that any day. So gifts for me aren't a big thing, but I think for my husband, gifts are a big thing. Mm -hmm. So he likes to buy me stuff and I'm on the receiving end going, I don't really like to get stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know maybe that's unusual for women (laughs) i don't know but i know lots of friends who love who love getting stuff but i'm just like i would prefer like acts of service for me too i haven't done this test in a really really long time but i would i would in my mind i'm thinking acts of service for me so for my husband i'm telling him all the time like you know what if you were actually just like if i came home and the house was clean i would feel way more loved than if i came home and there was like a gucci bag on the table yeah (laughs) you know so yeah, anyway. I, I did have definitely, I think we've all noticed, like, during, like, birthdays and stuff, she's always like, I can't wait to see what it is, and then opens it, and if she's not surprised, or she's, like, not excited with the gift, she'll she'll kind of show it, and it makes everyone who got the gift feel bad, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she doesn't, she doesn't even like it. <laughs> that, it's that's not that the, I like it, I just, I just don't. It's not important. And, yeah. it, and I kind of am always embarrassed, because I'd rather their money be spent somewhere else, and not. I think this is my wife's the same On way. gifts. Yeah, and she's. I'm like, she's how a, much did this cost you? Gosh, it was 
you shouldn't have spent this kind of money. Yeah, she literally. I'm like, why sometimes. did you spend that much money on this? Yeah. Like these headphones. My husband was like, why did you buy me these headphones? I didn't really need them. I could have used the $5 cheap ones at Walmart and I would have been just as happy. I've had to learn <laughs> that then this is a useful thing, right? It's okay to like my love language is gifts. I love gifts. Vanessa does not so much, but I still want to show her love that way. Like I still try to mirror her love language, but I've had, I've had to learn to tone it down. Right. So now it's, you know, I bring her home chocolate, right. Or, you know, I'll get her cafe Rio or something like that. So, yeah, I've definitely noticed also with like the gifts. I feel like I got gifts very last, but I literally, I love getting gifts. It's just not, you can still love it. It's just not as important to you. Yeah. I just like, like Christmas and my birthday is like, I guess that's almost when I feel the most loved I'd say, because it's like, they really love me or like the big trips. But I think that's also us showing it's a lot of time that we've spent with you on those holidays as well. Mm -hmm. So it probably is true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Audrey. We are on to you. What is your top love language, your top two love languages? My top one was words of affirmation, and then the second one was quality time. So I love that they're all different. It's fun because yeah. we can talk, talk and about And we all got quality time, though, too. Yeah. Which is interesting. That's true. Yeah, it's like we all have our different ones, but then we all have the quality time, which we and all we have. We all spend quality time together, us three. It's so today. perfect. <laughs> Audrey. Back to Audrey. What, what does words of affirmations look like? Words of affirmation look like for you? Well, I was actually surprised because I don't necessarily feel like I need people to tell me, like, to, like, val- validate me, but. So that's, I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. You don't need it, right? You are a confident individual, right? right? Mm -hmm. But it still has an effect on you. Yeah. And I was like thinking about it. Like when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I guess like, I don't know. I think when it comes in terms of like me doing well on something, maybe like in school, when my parents congratulate me on that and they really tell me how like proud they are of me, I think that's. That's what makes it good, you know? So that somebody recognizes your effort? Yeah. It's yeah. not, oh, your hair looks amazing today. Or yeah. maybe it is. I, that too. I mean. But that took effort too, right? Mm-hmm. We, well, not necessarily. Yeah. We all definitely in the group, we all like compliment each other if it's like something super cool. You know, like, oh, your hair looks super dope today. Or like your outfit's like really cool. Yeah. So I feel like we all kind of have all these love languages too. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. Well, I definitely like, I think I like to get complimented on things that I work hard on. And so I might work hard on like what I wore in that day and getting complimented on that, I guess, could like contribute to that love language. So I like my efforts to be recognized. I like that. That's a good one. I mean, they're all good love languages, but I think the three that you guys all have at the top are some of the easier ones for parents because it's so many different directions it can go. You know, physical touch, not many different directions it can go. Gifts, I either get you a gift or I don't, right? Like, but your guys is your three. Have, there's a lot of different directions for parents to go. I love that. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun learning because I I like how you said at the beginning too, Jeremy, is that we also knowing our love language can help others understand when we want to show love. It's not just us being shown love. It's also how we show love. And so for me too, like I love quality time with my family. I, I kind of crave that because our kids are so busy 
And so when there is downtime, I literally just want all my kids in the same room. Mm -hmm. Even if they're fighting, I, most of the time it's chaos. When you have five kids, it's a lot of chaos, Mm -hmm. but I still would prefer to have them all under the same roof. So since Austin's gone, I have a little bit of, I don't know how to explain it. Like not having all my kids under the same roof. It's a very unsettling feeling because mm-hmm. I love that quality time and I just saw a picture of him the other day and I started getting super emotional because I was like I'm really missing time with Austin mm-hmm. and I may have to book a flight to Hawaii time to move to Hawaii <laughs> oh, darn for it. my birthday <laughs> you guys should go <laughs> spring break <laughs> Audrey's going spring break she has to see Austin she has to they have to get married okay <laughs> that was not my decision sorry Quincy we made it for we, her we want Audrey to be a part of the family we're, arra- <laughs> we're arranging marriages <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have Luke sitting right here. So, Luke, offer yourself up. No, she's too old. (laughs) Not going to be too old. Four years or five years. Austin's a better choice. We'll we'll see. Luke, when do you turn 16? April. April. Audrey, you better be his first date. You got to break him (laughs) in. You got to break him in. You could could have someone. We could go on a double date. Us three. Okay. And now you know her love language. So, I mean, it's like so easy. You look really pretty. You know it's gonna, today, you know it's gonna be awkward now. Is <laughs> Did every you work time, really hard on that outfit? Every, yeah. every time Luke compliments her now, he's gonna be like, "Oh, I hope she doesn't take this like, I want to date." We've definitely already had like you could totally. About Audrey about makes this. it like very clear. I think every single time we hang out, like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's always, she's always like, we like she like cracks jokes about it and I'm like, "Jeez, Audrey." <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean any. No, no. Okay, Audrey, we know. Like, yeah, she's like, I know. I just I just couldn't ever see it or something. Like that. I'm like. Told me multiple times. <laughs> hey, remember the remember the episode on rejection? <laughs> I take it. No, that's really funny though. So maybe we should hit the other two love languages real quick. We talked a lot about them already. But so the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. So the two that weren't the top for these three were receiving gifts and physical touch. And I think those are pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we have to go into too big of detail, but receiving gifts can look like lots of different things it could be you know it doesn't have to be anything you buy right and physical touch there's lots of different ways to do that i i did want to hit on acts of service though acts of service like i think is probably one of the most wide open ones because it could be something as simple as mom reminding you about a test you need to study for right or you know a kid who who's one, I guess it depends on the dynamic of the relationship. If mom's always badgering you about a test, and that's not going to feel like love, right? But if, you know, mom doesn't, she goes, hey, remember you wanted to study for the test. That's an act of service, right? It could be making you something for dinner. It could be helping you pick out a tie on Sunday. Like whatever it is, there's lots of different ways to show acts of service. I think it's a good one for all of us to probably practice because I don't, very rarely are we going to see access service low on the totem pole for most people. Yeah, I've noticed that I think one of my mom's love languages is acts of service. I th- and also I think that's just part of like being her, her being a mom. <laughs> and so my mom is always talking to me like, oh, kid, like what help do you need with homework? And it's good that it's help, but she knows that I get annoyed because she's always talking about what I need to do with homework. And then I also realized after taking the test that acts of service is on the lower side, mm. which I still, obviously, I like mm-hmm. acts of service. But I think now I should realize more, since my mom's not, like, trying to annoy me when she keeps talking about, like, what do you need to do with your homework? Do you need any help? She always mentions, like, do you love need that. any help? Yep. You know? And sometimes I get annoyed, but maybe that's just her love language and just her showing that she loves me. 
Love that. It's and I know insight. her mom really well, and she is one of the most service-oriented people that I know. Yeah. And it, she never gets annoyed when she ever has to do any type of service. It's kind of, I think it fuels her a little bit, and it just, she's never bothered. And love she loves, yeah, she that's, loves serving others. That's also others. definitely an Anderson thing. Like, our grandma, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how I was thinking. Our grandma will do so much service, and I th- honestly think that's how she just mainly shows love. So grandma, I think she's in the Relief Society and she's always like, oh, I can't come to this because I have to do this. And we're always like, grandma, just take a break. Like you've done enough. You could take a day off once in a while, but she's always helping someone. And she told us during Christmas time that the only way she feels the Christmas spirit is by serving others. And I just think that's Mm -hmm. really cool. I wonder if that's like a like a motherly thing is acts of service because my mom and my grandma are a lot like that. My mom prefers like over gifts she prefers for us to like clean the kitchen for her and she also serves us and it's the same thing with my grandma she won't sit down and take a break until everyone else is taken care of yeah i think it kind of comes with the territory of being a parent is overworked um, overwhelmed lots of things to do and i was just sitting here thinking i was like wow if you guys just picked up after yourself then it wouldn't like we might be able to find another love language that would fuel us (laughs) Maybe I might start liking more gifts if, if my house was just kept clean by the kids on their own free will. <laughs> just kidding, Luke. That's just not, that's a little tiny hint. 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 Minus it's like fa- it's not going to happen. Besides the fact that he did have 16 <laughs> chores today that I, he didn't get done. I love you either way. This is funny. This is, <laughs> this this is great. I love learning all your, your love languages and I love how they're so different. But then you guys also had a lot, had those ones that were the same. And I think maybe that's what binds you and makes you so close as well. And maybe, I don't know, Jeremy, is this, is it kind of important to find people who in your life might have some similar love languages that you connect with or? In, important. I think anybody with any love language can make it work. But I find that people tend to gravitate towards people that they feel more love around. And so that person's naturally going to have a similar love language, right? But, you know, I work with couples all the time where their love languages are the exact opposite, right? But knowing that, it, it works. Yeah. It still works. Yeah, and I also think of, like, the ones that are lower on your list. And it means for me, like, if, if I give that, it still means like I love you, you know. Yep. Like if I give someone a gift, and like they better know I care about. Maybe them even more so, right? Because know? that's not naturally loving to you, and so you had to put a lot of effort exactly. into that. That's why, because I don't tend to get many gifts, you know. But if on my close friends' birthdays, I'll get them a gift, and I'm like, if you, that means you better know, like I'm close to you. Like I actually like got you a gift instead of just showing up to your party, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then I also realized. Claire like, gets me so much stuff, and I feel like that's a way she definitely shows love. I've definitely noticed that. That's You're so welcome. nice of you, Claire. Was that a thank you? or? She, whenever we go to McDonald's, she always gets me a spicy McChicken. Yep, because it's two, two for two. <laughs> so why not? You get the extras. Oh, She's not just putting it in the fridge way. for later. I mean, that's something. Yeah, and we know like we all love spicy McChickens. <laughs> Sounds really good right yeah. now. Who's hungry? Yeah. I think we're all hungry. Mm. Okay. So thank you so much for your time. I, I've loved this episode. I think it's been fun. I think it's um, important to just take it back every once in a while and have some fun and not always have to be so heavy and think too much. I think this was a fun event. Did you guys have fun? 
I did yes. have fun. Did you yeah, guys learn anything about yourself? Super cool. Did you guys learn anything about yourself that you maybe didn't know? I think I already knew. Like when I did the test, it finished so fast. Like it already knew what my love language was. Claire, t- Claire touched the screen and it was like, oh, touch. I could yeah. feel it. Mine and Audrey took a while. Like yeah. we just kept, Audrey just kept going and going. I think one of these weeks we should give you guys the Enneagram test and kind of see where you guys fit in that. What is What's that? that? It's a personality profile test, but it's pretty in depth. Yeah. I, I think we might give it to you just to kind of, maybe we'll, what we'll do is we'll explain what the different types are and you guys have to try to guess what each other's are and then we'll reveal how close you are. Yeah, because I really like taking these like personality yeah, tests. It really interests me. Well, you don't yeah. want to know what Hogwarts house you are or anything. <laughs> I get yeah, I get a lot of ads. <laughs> what cactus what are you? Did, yeah, <laughs> like what Starbucks drink are you? <laughs> they make like super cheesy ones. I just thought it was really interesting how all three of us had different ones, but we also all had the One. same like number two. Yeah, number two. And I think that's really interesting because I thought that would be my number one because spending quality time, to me, I love hanging out with people and that just makes me feel closer to them, if that makes any sense. Yep. Yeah. It's a good one. I think what's interesting that you guys need to recognize is your number one and your number twos were so close, they could very easily interchange every day. Yeah. Right there. So we'll just call them both number ones. But I just, like for me, I was curious to find out what Luke's was because his hasn't changed since he was little. So I'm curious to see if that'll change. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes changes. <laughs> He's like, Mom, I, yeah. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. So thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed today. I hope you have also enjoyed today. And as always, we're always looking for new topics and two from our teens. I think we're going to try and have them lead a conversation one of these days. Love. So we want you guys to be thinking of a topic and something that you want to come to us about and explain to us maybe yeah that we might not understand yeah yeah oh so is this the first time all three of us have been on at the same time yeah like yeah. we need to do it more often it's a little fun like it. yeah it's been fun i've enjoyed having all of you guys here so thank you so much for your time we hope you enjoyed today's episode if you'd like to reach out to us we can be found on facebook at mind the gap dash teens talk we listen or on instagram at mind the gap dot we listen